Hello and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we are here with yet another delightful episode of ADHD Topics. So today is going to be fun. And just right out the gate, this is going to be our most NSFW episode to date. So if you happen to be somewhere where you know, your grandma's listening in, or you'd just be presented with a really awkward situation if somebody were to overhear certain topics. You might just want to turn it off and come back to it later. Mom and dad, save it on your phone, book turn it, off whatever. the podcast now. <laughs> anyway, I know in. my parents are listening. Yeah. Also, <laughs> all of our parents, if you are listening right now, <laughs> just... If you're, if you happen to be a parent of one of the Baseltov ladies, please just turn it off and don't come back. <laughs> because, and and I don't mean to insult you. It's just that you're going to hear your daughters talking about sexual functions. You know, because this is a sex talk. So our topic yeah. today is ADHD, sexual health, and ADHD's relationship to sexual dysfunctions. So this is a topic that has some of us feeling, you know, kind of giggly and some of us feeling like they'd rather crawl under their desk. So that would be me. Yep. <laughs> Annette, what's your what's your worry here? I just don't want to talk about this shit with a camera and a microphone <laughs> on. <laughs> Annette has far more decency than I've ever had in my life. So mm -hmm. she is afraid that she's going to come off as slightly prudish. And, you know, I, I mean, women get judged, right? We get judged <clears throat> about our bodies. We get judged about our appearance. We get judged about our sexual habits and our eating habits and any other habits we have. So it's a legitimate concern. And mine is actually the polar opposite. I'm actually afraid that. By comparison, I'm going to look like a complete whore. So, um, <laughs> but, and you know, that's fine. It's fine. I've been pretty open about sexuality and, well, most aspects of sexuality for a pretty long time with many people just because I didn't feel like conforming to the scare factory that was the Catholic Church. So, you know, there are going to be others that are like me that are like, yeah, I kind of went the other way on that. And then, some people who are really heavily recovering from religious trauma who are very uncomfortable about talking about their bodies or sex or their needs. So this is going to be one of those fun episodes where everybody's going to be triggered by something different. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning. Good times. Good times. <clears throat> so before we get into like how ADHD relates to sexual dysfunction, what I want to do is say what that actually is because some people kind of they they misconstrue it with other things so sexual dysfunction um the cleveland clinic characterizes it as um any problems that prevent a person or couple from experiencing satisfaction uh from their sexual activity and they estimate that um let's see so it says some 43 percent of women and 31 percent of men report some degree of sexual dysfunction. And that's just out in the general population and not related to ADHD at all. That's just basic. So that's a pretty big swath of society that's out there and they don't get any kind of gratification from their sexual activities or maybe just a little bit, but not enough to be truly satisfying. So that is kind of alarming. <laughs> like when I looked at that statistic, I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. What about ADHD? Are, ADHD? are the statistics a lot worse? So, I'm guessing? Yeah. So Probably. ADHD. <laughs> yeah. And just so just to, you know, kind of preface the ADHD one, because it mentions sexual dysfunctions in a plural way, because you can have different levels or different varieties of dysfunction, like, you know, maybe you feel so uncomfortable that you just can't get in the mood or something like that. And that would be kind of a dysfunction. Whereas like a, so like erectile dysfunction is a also a really common, commonly known dysfunction for sexuality because, you know, there, there could be many reasons why that just won't happen. You won't get up. Um, and it can happen to both men and women too. So basically, um, 
you know, erectile dysfunction would be just one little sex goblin under a larger umbrella of sexual fuckery. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's, that's what that We're going to we're gonna talk to. about all the sex goblins, aren't we? Uh, some of them. I mean, some a of lot of them will end up mentioned in passing because I feel like there's so many of them that yeah. we would be here for hours and we should probably just at that point make this into a sex podcast and just start listing off one after the other. Yeah. Um, but a Dutch study that studied specifically people uh, with ADHD found that their male patients with ADHD experienced 42, like 42% of them experienced some kind of sexual dysfunction and 39% of women. Damn. So it's interesting that the women are lower than the men. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. Because I wouldn't have thought that originally because there's so many stories out there in popular media about women, you know, Oh, well, you know, she can't get off. He does, you know, she doesn't like sex. She doesn't, want sex and so you would amount you would kind of connect that with the whole sexual dysfunction thing but apparently more men are suffering from it so wow it'd be an interesting study to look at that and uh look at men who uh identify as asexual yeah and see what rate of the men that identify as asexual even women too yeah at what rate do they uh have ADHD. Oh yeah, that's really an interesting. interesting study for anybody who's doing research out there. There you go, a free topic. I know, yeah. right? Like I've I didn't think about that, but yeah, I wonder if there is a correlation with um and you know, to be fair, a lot of asexual people are completely satisfied with being asexual, so they don't consider it to be a sexual dysfunction for them at all because they're perfectly happy. Um, and fulfilled in their lives. And that is 100% okay. Like, I'm not here to be like, you have to have sex or else you're weird. Like, that's just, we're (laughs) going to try not to do that here because I feel like the asexual crowd sometimes gets, you know, like battered around the most in media. (laughs) So anyway, um, additionally, that same study that I had mentioned, they found that 17% of their male study population and 5% of the female population of the study had a symptom, one or more symptoms of a sexual disorder as well. So a sexual disorder would be different because it's like a clinical thing that has like, you know, some pronounced, like a collection of symptoms to it. Um, so hypersexuality would be more of a sexual disorder than a sexual dysfunction. And since ADHD is also characterized by impulsive behavior, you can imagine why we might be at a little bit of a higher risk for some of these, you know, other, I mean, I don't know if people consider, some people probably consider this normal and some people consider it bizarre and some people don't even want to talk about it and they're turning off their podcast right now. Um, but um, so, yeah. So if you think about it, since we have the low impulse control and then we've got like the neurological mess or, you know, I shouldn't say mess. I should say difference because, you know, it's all about perception. But sometimes it feels like a mess. <laughs> it does. Some days it really feels like a mess and sometimes it feels like a work of art and I shouldn't mess with it. Um, That's right. But yeah. So you can easily imagine why somebody with ADHD would, who, you know, at those rates of sexual unfulfillment would want to go down a potentially dangerous rabbit hole to try to get any amount of satisfaction in mm-hmm. their lives. And, you know, that's, it, that's just kind of a shame. So I think like what ADHD people need to do here. <laughs> is we kind of have to get in touch with ourselves and be honest with ourselves and our partners about our needs. Like if it's just us, then we don't have to have any potentially sticky conversations about it. But if we're partnered up, we're going to have to kind of, you know, bite the bullet and have a chat with our partner and say, hey, I'm not really getting the fulfillment that I want out of our sex life. Um, And then maybe start mentioning what that looks like for you and why that might be and you know not in a blameful kind of way I I should probably say that the rules for these kinds of chats are things like no blame no guilt and no shame (laughs) 
mm-hmm. because otherwise it's going to turn a an uncomfortable situation um, even more uncomfortable for everybody and probably not do what you want it to. Totally. But yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't want to have that conversation. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, they're so, never easy, but sometimes they're necessary if there's an issue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or you could just stuff it. Or that. <laughs> Does that count as a sexual activity? Oh, <laughs> stuffing your conversations. Yeah. Depends on I where love, you stuff it. Probably not. If people could see the look on Annette's face right now. It's just amazing. <laughs> they will on the video. Everyone check out this. Check it out on YouTube. Check out this clip. <laughs> watch, watch Annette squirm. Yeah. Oh, poor Annette. Yeah, that's the name of this podcast episode. It should the be. The Watch Annette squirm episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> Annette is, she doesn't like to talk about her sexual anything i guess <laughs> preferences mm-hmm. actually oh no i like to talk about it i just don't want to talk about it with cameron and Mike to the whole world all right well that's fair that's yeah, yeah fair. that's fair that is mm-hmm. fair i mean <laughs> what we're doing isn't exactly like what most people do where they kind of get around with their friends and they have a, a little chat and it's spicy 10 minutes you know oh no harm no foul and then they go about their day no we're gonna be here over the internet for like close to an hour <laughs> or whatever this turns out to be once it's edited and you know d- we doing what we do <laughs> that's right <laughs> Not yo i'm gonna I'm just going to be really upfront and honest. Mm-hmm. I have had, since Jen was like, this is our topic, uh, I've had panic attacks, yeah. like anxiety, mm-hmm. like through the roof, because I really don't like to talk about my experience <laughs> or because that's okay it's private that's okay <laughs> i feel like yeah, i'm somewhere in the middle i'm in the middle between you guys on this episode i'm not uh you know as adventurous as jen but you know i feel like i especially in the last couple of years have kind of well especially lately now that i'm in a new relationship but you know <laughs> yeah kind of experiencing that side of me again you know like it kind of yeah And maybe we'll go into this, but I know all of us had kind of a religious upbringing and that definitely Mm -hmm. can, you know, take a a role in like how you're, how you view your sexuality, how you view yourself. Yeah. A lot of things can, things like sexual assault, religious affiliation, what, how supportive your family life was growing up. Cause if you were in one of those houses where every time you had any kind of question, you knew that you'd just get like a frying pan thrown at you, then of course you're going to feel uncomfortable. Um, at the mention of a sex talk. Um, and a lot, I think a lot of people, I think these numbers (laughs) are as high as we're seeing for the sexual dysfunction. Just, I think, I think it's because we're not treating this right as a society. And I mean, particularly where ADHD is concerned, obviously, because we're more impulsive, so more likely to, you know, go out and try something that we shouldn't try at a time that's not appropriate in a setting that's not appropriate, um, you know, <laughs> out in public um, and just kind of make parents of those kids feel like embarrassed because they didn't have a good upbringing either um, in relationship to their sexuality. So, um, and that's, I mean, that's something that I'm constantly trying to figure out as a parent myself is how, when my kids have questions about their bodies and about like urges and about their development, how can I support them so they don't make so they don't feel like it's weird. And so they don't feel like it's abnormal for them to ask or feel those things, you know? Yeah, totally. We got to break that. We got to break that cycle, you know, do better for our kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just blatantly honest with my, with my kids. So I just, they say, Oh, where do babies come from? And I never said, Oh, a magical fairy brings it or something. I was like, Well, it comes out of the mom's hoo ha. Yeah. And you didn't say hoo ha. I hope you didn't say hoo ha. I did say hoo ha. <laughs> I did. You got to say vagina. 
No, they know the word. They know the word. I taught them the word, mm-hmm. but I don't use that. And I said, if you're talking to a doctor, you can use that word. But mommy uh, just doesn't okay. Maybe it's because I was married to a urologist for so long, but I have always just used all the anatomically correct terms for everything. Like, I mean, and I remember, you know, when we were still married, he was always careful about that too. He was like, I don't want to use slang terms. I just want to use the regular terms, you know, just like kind of normalize them a little bit. Well, uh, yeah. the uh, prosecutors and people who work with uh, sexual assault victims uh, say that, you know, with especially with kids, kids should know how to properly anatomically say what areas were touched and what was because if you mm. don't use the proper terminology, then it can get, you know, covered over or uh, it's not, it's not explicit. Yeah. And so uh, I have heard that by uh, said through a lot of uh, sexual therapists and also, uh, yeah, prosecutors. That totally so. makes sense. I can see that as being yeah. a trick that groomers use, you know, using cute names for things. Yeah. That's so gross. Mm. Ew. Yeah. 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 Well, let's rip off this bandage, Jen. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you guys, but so... to prepare pre- to prepare for this episode, I just got super horny. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is such a good idea. I should have done that. I didn't I'm think kidding. of that. Um, <laughs> damn wish. it. <laughs> Poor Annette. Her whole face. That, like, this is going to make for the best YouTube clips, though. Um, you know, silver lining <laughs> because my mm-hmm. faces are weird all the time. Um, so her faces are going to have to be like, yeah, what we go off. <laughs> I'm ready to jump in. All right. So we, so right now what I, what I basically compiled is a, a short list, short ish list of things that we can do to like gain some sexual satisfaction in our lives. Um, One of them I kind of already touched on, which was being honest with yourself and with your partner. And that does Communication. Yep. Yeah. Having a talk about it. Like I, Annette, you know, she doesn't, she's, you know, kind of squirming over here and she might not squirm that much in a chat with her husband, but like there are some people who who would because it's just so uncomfortable for them. They had a really bad experience in the past or they've been judged harshly and they don't want to have the most important person in their life, you know, judge them as harshly as they've been judged before. So that's understandable, but we kind of have to get past that. Um, Even if I wanted to have a conversation with my husband, <laughs> I would have to do this conversation in a second language. Yeah. So <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. Plus you have, Mm. you know, you've been living in Japan for a really long time now and like Japanese culture, what, what does that look like for, in terms of Japanese people be freaky? What are you talking about? Like, well, I didn't know, but I didn't know how, yeah. (laughs) Are they like out in public? Not everyone, but there is that. Oh no, no. The people don't even really hold hands so much or hug or show any signs of public affection oh, but like okay. behind closed doors apparently there's they're just kinky well, as there's fuck a word right i mean well there's a whole there's a whole idea called hentai oh yeah and hentai it, yeah hentai is like uh kind of being anime it taken to the next strange. level <laughs> well hen means strange right oh. and hentai is like you are of a strange mind kind of you're of a strange group like thinking oh. kind of thing and so uh it's yeah mm. okay did, did it start in japan so hentai yeah. is that where it started uh, well the word is japanese okay so probably so but i think it probably did <laughs> it loosely translates i mean i would in- walk into my son's I would walk into my son's room and there'd be like anime tits out. So, I mean, I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you, did you have to have an awkward conversation <laughs> or did you stuff that one? No, because, oh, I stuffed it so hard. <laughs> oh. I, and that is not a euphemism, folks. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Remind, and I will remind everybody that my son is 
I shouldn't even talk about my son, but my son, my son is my stepson. So, yeah. uh, if there was a conversation to be had, that is not my mm. conversation. To yep. Have. True. Yeah. There's Very something true. to be said about, you know, the, about biological parents being there at least, um, you know, or, or in some way fa- facilitating the conversation, whether it's an introduction or whether it's, you know, just a, Hey, you know, you can go talk to this person. It's okay. You know? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so hentai, would that like basically translate into kink here? I think kink is just kink. All right. I didn't know if it, it there's no direct translation for this idea. It's more like a lifestyle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a whole it's just like, a genre. genre. It's a, okay. I think it's just a genre yeah. of porn, basically. You know, animated oh. porn. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if it like extended oh, beyond that. No, hint, hint, is it, it does. Oh, okay. It does. Because it, yeah, it's a legitimate word. Okay. Like, it's not just a genre. A genre so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I guess that kind of, you know, that's a good thing. Because they're getting, you know, they get in touch with a, an entire lifestyle of getting to know themselves on that level. And I don't feel like Americans do that. Um, I feel like we just, you know, a lot of us hide what what we want and what we need from each other instead of having the hard conversation of, Hey, you know what? I don't like to be touched like that. I'd prefer to be touched like this instead. Um, and that's something that you absolutely have the right to do inside of a marriage or outside of a marriage, whatever. Like I, I hope people can get on board with that. <laughs> like let's normalize that. Absolutely. Yeah, you should something. advocate for yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then so if you're if you're opening up, you're, you know, you're having the hard conversations, you can then, you know, kind of unlock a deeper level of intimacy with your partner. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's this? What? If, <laughs> if you're opening up. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've gotten to her. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's making jokes now. Yes. Okay. Um, how many puns can you find in this episode? <laughs> we should have should had a, a counter. <laughs> Another thing that, that we can do, especially for ADHD people, this one is really important, but you know, it's important for everybody, but particularly us is to vary your sexual routines. Even if you're just by yourself and you're, you know, you're going it solo, mixing it up and trying different things like different toys different techniques you know between couples or alone is really valuable because we have a short attention span and once the novelty effect of something wears off we're just like okay bored done with it whatever and yeah that's not the time to be bored folks like that's that's when when i was reading when i was when i was looking on reddit and doing a little research on this topic uh that's what i realized is that a, a lot of people were saying you know, I'm into BDSM or I've got these kinks because it keeps it interesting. You know, it keeps me focused. You know, sometimes a little bit of pain is good and, you know, can keep me in the moment. So I totally get that for ADHD. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think I get that too. Like just staying in the moment because like I'm one of those people who, well, first of all, I live in a green state and I have, it seems like I really really like to be high and in that moment because it helps me mm. focus it helps me like clear out all of the other intrusive thoughts because that's something ADHD people suffer from is just intrusive thought after intrusive thought that leads you down a mental rabbit hole and you know you start being in the moment with your partner intimately and then you end up with wait didn't we need another box of light bulbs I think the light in the bathroom's <laughs> out like you know totally or i should i should paint the walls Hmm. yeah Yeah. these walls are just not the color i wanted should go over to home depot i mean for me it depends on if you're into the person or not you know (laughs) if if you're not then you're gonna be thinking about that paint on the wall yeah Yeah. (laughs) well even if you're into the person like if you're in a long-term relationship things can get boring oh yeah totally true yeah, because then the, you know, the novelty effect of the new scenario, the new person, the new relationship has worn off. And that's something that, you know, even neurotypical people suffer from. It's not just us on that. Um, yeah. But for people with ADHD, it could cause a sexual dysfunction scenario because 
there's not enough dopamine circulating to keep us paying attention to the same thing, um, no matter how interested we are. I think that's why a lot of people cheat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's an impulsive behavior, too, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, ADHD people are... I imagine, I didn't look this one up to be sure, but I imagine we could be more likely to cheat on a partner just simply because it was an impulse in that moment. We acted on it. And then later, you know, the shame of it or the guilt of it, or maybe thinking, you know what, maybe I am kind of done with that relationship. Like maybe it's a moment of clarity even Um, because you, I mean, you make mistakes, you learn something, right? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's the right thing to do, just saying that any mistake could potentially be learned from. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but another thing that we could do is read about new sexual skills. Like, as as much as, you know, varying your sexual routine is... Oh, Annette's... The, the face. That was glorious. <laughs> I'm sorry, Annette. <laughs> um, the... So if we read articles about sexual health and like our bodies and how they operate and how many hacks we can stuff into one sexual encounter, maybe that might benefit us, you know, because some Mm -hmm. of us have trouble. (laughs) I'm just getting glared at over video right now by Annette. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) But some of us have trouble. What do you even do with that? What do you even do with that browser history? I mean, oh, private browser. You clear, delete your history. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever you need to do to get comfortable. I don't know. I'm one of those that, like, I'm so open about it that I'll take it directly to my husband. I'll be like, hey, did you know about this thing that you could do? Oh my God, look at this picture. And he'll be like, what? Okay, I have to give a I have to give a quick recommendation to a website. It's called badgirlsbible.com and oh, it's such fucking a great awesome. One. Oh yeah, have you seen yeah. it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got all the positions etched out. I mean, it's it does a great job of just explaining things. I highly recommend Bad Girls Bible to everyone. <laughs> Check it out. You know what? You'll be inspired. It, my I can't remember if it was the Bad Girls Bible where I saw this, but I was The other day, I was feeling like, you know, maybe things were getting too same for me again, and maybe I needed to figure out another way to spice things up for me personally. Not that my, not that, you know, my partner is uninteresting because he's definitely not. He's, he's wonderful, but he, you know, I have the short attention span problem and that contributes to, um, a difficulty with climaxing for me. Just as Mm -hmm. some ADHD women can have this hypersensitivity effect because of neurology, I'm kind of the other way around where I'm less sensitive than probably is normal and takes what? Wait, (laughs) hypersensitivity is a thing? Yeah, hypersensitivity, extra overloads of sensitivity is is one of the correlating things for ADHD. I think Annette had a light bulb moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, well, that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? So, mm-hmm. Annette, um, you know, clearly we're, Annette and I are on like two separate ends of this spectrum and Ellen is in the unfamiliar central spot here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to over, I'm going to overshare just one thing. It's not going to be a, a huge uh, overshare, yes, but like. Do- yeah, I never have a problem getting to the O. Oh. Like I'm faster than my husband. So Whoa, I good for you. That's yeah. Awesome. And I'm like when I'm done, I'm like, get off. I, I'm not going for round two. It's <gasps> that it's 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 just not gonna happen. So <laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm like I I I've always felt like a guy. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So one and done. Yeah. You're just one and done. One and done. <laughs> One great big yeah, yeah. and I'm Damn. done. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, had... I can definitely go for I can go for two or three usually. Oh God! If somebody texts, <laughs> mine are completely <laughs> different than that because well, mine feel different every time, and I I feel like my neurology Same. is really shifty sometimes because like sometimes it'll be really low key and I'll be like, is that even an orgasm? And then it'll just kind of keep building and building and building. And I don't know if I'm having separate orgasms or if I'm going for the big one later. 
Um, <laughs> sometimes that does happen and I'll have to go through like five or six rounds of, of maybe it's an orgasm and maybe it's not to figure out that, Oh wait, no, it's this one over here. That's the winner. <laughs> like, yeah. Or it was a baby, you know? it was a baby orgasm this time, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, you never, I'm kind of the same way. You never really know what exactly you're going to get. And they're a little different. Yeah. They're, all, they're all unique. It's like each orgasm is like a snowflake. Just its own unique, it is. beautiful, it is. beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And an, yeah, I know. And like, I can't relate at all. Yeah. That's okay. You're fine. Everyone's fine. Whatever you are, you're you're great. Just the way you are. Exactly. There is no normal. I, well, like so, because somebody, some, a lot of people, they'll be like, you know, three or four or five, <laughs> and it's like I feel like I hear that from women a lot, and I'm like, yeah, maybe you are <laughs> a little sensitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's possible that there's some hypersensitivity. I've never once, but that's never once. That's great that you. I, I'm like I'm a shut down. Don't touch yeah. me. Like it's. Mm-hmm. 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 And that kind of does that ever like kind of like in the beginning or at any point did you ever feel like oh well I should be a certain way and that was that like disappointing to realize that you weren't going to be able I've... to. I felt like it, I was weird because everybody huh. keeps talking about this thing and mm-hmm. like I'm about like, multiple I orgasms. Experience yeah. it. I've yeah. yeah, I've never experienced that ever. And I, but I mean, yeah, that's great that you don't you... have trouble though. I mean, that's great yeah. that you're you know you can yeah. always get there. I mean, I think a lot of women really struggle with that. You know, like I know yeah. there's some women that I've seen just posting on online that have said, you know, I don't know if I've ever had an orgasm. So that could be you if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, like, that's... I really don't think that I had true orgasms until I was in the current relationship that I'm in now. So I'm one oh, of those. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. Forever. I was just like, maybe it's just very underwhelming to be a woman. You know, like that was mm. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just my, my takeaway was, you know, but then I also had this this kind of weird conflict be- because, you know, there's a certain amount of keeping the peace that I used to have to do in my relationships previously because they were abusive. So I didn't dare yeah. come out and say, Hey, I'm not feeling sexually fulfilled by what we're doing here. Could we try shaking it up? That would have been, you know, grounds for a serious problem. So instead mm. I just had internal conflicts, like maybe this is really all there is for me. And then later on going, but wait a minute, why is it so much better when I masturbate? <laughs> like, right, why is it yeah. So much fucking better. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's, yeah. You know, light bulb. <laughs> it didn't and come on until recently. Honestly, I guess. well, no- I mean, I know this is probably obvious, but I feel like that is the best way to get to find out what you like. Just have fun with yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, experiment. That's how you, that's how you figure out what works for you and then you can communicate that to your partner. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's funny because as outspoken as I've always been about sexuality and sexual topics, like inside my own house behind closed doors, I was almost the very opposite where I was afraid to experiment because of the past traumas that I had experienced regarding like, you know, just shutdowns or mockery or, you know, whatever it might have been, uh, religious trauma, I was really, you know, hesitant to try a lot of things at first. Oh, yeah. We could talk about religious trauma all day. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically uh, what we can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically a, a, you know, big part of my life, honestly. I mean, I, I know I shared some of the, my story in the last episode, but yeah, I, w- I was, you know, shamed for my sexuality when I was a teenager. And so because of that, the... Mm-hmm next relationship I sought out was one where we were not attracted to each other and we didn't kiss for a year I think after we started dating you know quotes Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) you know looking back I felt because of my religion I was like oh this is what's safe you know you're supposed to wait until you get married and um just hold on you know don't don't let out any of those feelings just hold them all in you know you gotta wait for your wedding night (laughs) And, uh, yeah, but yeah. that's tough, you know, because I did not. I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll just share here. I cried on my wedding night because I was so disappointed 
And, uh, you know, yeah, I was like, shit, is this all this is? Like, I waited this long for this, you know? Damn it. I don't think my ex-husband is going to listen to this podcast, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a good thing for him. (laughs) I feel fine sharing. But yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, because of my religion, I purposefully sought out, dated, and married someone that I was not sexually attracted to. Because I felt like that was the right thing to do, which is kind of fucked up in retrospect. It is. It's really fucked up. And it speaks to the level of of control that religions aspire to, in my opinion. Oh, Um, that book. I kissed dating goodbye. I know a lot of people read that book, you know, and that Mm. author, I think, has even come out and said he regrets writing that book at this point. So. I could be wrong. Contributed too much to purity culture. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Purity culture. It fucked us all over. All of us women. It did. Yeah. Absolutely. The purity rings and everything. Oh, that's so disgusting. Like marrying one of your parents. Like how? How? (laughs) Wait. Is that how a purity? Is that how a purity ring works? I never had one. No, a purity ring is is you get a ring that you wear on this as a promise that you are not going to have sex with anybody until you get married that's how it started out but sometime in the early 2000s it morphed into this weird cultural phenomenon within christianity in the bible belt and central america the central part of the united states where um there would be like legit ceremonies and little tiny white dresses for these little girls or teenagers that were coming of age and it almost looked like you know, the white people's version of a quinceanera, some of these photos that I've seen. And, but they're, you know, it's these girls promising to their dad, oh no, I, you know, we're going to wear these matching rings and I promise I'll, I'll never have sex until I'm married. And it just, oh my God, that's so awful. Gross that way. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Can I, well, here's, and, and, and the, just on the flip side of that. Okay. So, uh, you read this book like ellen and i grew up in the same church so yeah there you go <laughs> and i was um, just a deviant and, visitor uh, you were <laughs> yes you were you i dragged her in um but like you uh, you would read the books and you would you know hear all this talking and hear the sermons from your youth pastors and all these things then you meet somebody and full disclosure I had sex before I was married with my ex-husband. <gasps> I mean, we were getting married. Oh, I no. know, right? Oh my God. But that's the thing is like, we can say that as a joke now, yeah. but no, the, back the, then, the guilt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, but the guilt, even, even now the guilt that I carry oh, that no, I, I you need did to let that, go of you know, that. it's like, it, I am, I'm, I've been, I've processed it. I've processed, but still, you know, just because you go to therapy or you fix something doesn't mean that they don't, you know, your old wounds don't uh, never come back to haunt totally you. Totally understand. So, yep. but uh, yeah, so yeah, that messes with it. And probably a lot of the reason that I'm very uncomfortable talking about it is because of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the other book, the other book that fucked us over was the five love languages because the part yeah. <laughs> that was also that was written by a pastor, not a therapist or licensed practitioner. Ooh. It was by a pastor. And the part about physical touch is just basically the bottom line is, ladies, if your husband wants sex, just give him sex. You know, just treat it like a chore and don't think about mm. your own needs. You know, just just do it. You know, basically make him happy. Do whatever it takes. It's so fucked Fun. up. <laughs> yeah, that is fucked up. Fun mm. fact, marital rape was not against the law until like the mid to late 90s by the way oh just fun fact i'm gonna stick oh that God. in there um <laughs> anyway i know right but so this you know kind of opens things up a little bit for yes it opens it up and then <laughs> it opens it up for you know i'd have 30 things to say if there was not a camera uh-huh. yep <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing i'm actually I'm actually very raunchy when I'm joking around with my friends. It's just, I, yeah, you know, this, this is not the format for me in a different vibe. <laughs> no. We get your wild side on uh, off camera. Too. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we do. And and it's great. Like Annette is hilarious. And I have loved being such great best friends with Annette and Ellen forever because their senses of humor are just amazing. Um, we were saying that about you too before you jumped on Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> we were talking about how funny you are. Yeah. I try. It's, you know, a lot of my sense of, uh, my sense of humor has come from just trying to play off negativity, to be honest. And, you know, some of it was surrounded by this very same topic, the guilting, the shame. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if Ellen re- knows about this, but Annette might remember how many rumors got passed around about me and my potential sexual activities during high school. It was... Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous. And I had to go in and deal with that. Like, I had to deal with boys, like, what was the worst rumor? Like, knocking me down and trying to take my bra off in a classroom. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, like, I was, I was, you know, sexually harassed, you know, borderline assaulted at school and mocked and humiliated constantly and a lot of it was surrounding my body parts my appearance and my sexual what what other people thought was my sexual activity which is hilarious because if if anybody really knew that I had like that I you know currently in my life have had sex with so few people that I can count them on one hand me too yeah then i mean that would just be it would have been laughable to them at the time yeah but i mean i could count them on one hand and lose a couple fingers and still be fine (laughs) i i couldn't lose too many fingers but i can get it onto one hand (laughs) (laughs) but you know sexual liberation is a thing right now out in culture especially for women and right now the I don't know. There's something in the air and that electrical something is called big clit energy. (laughs) (laughs) Annette, you knew I was going to turn this into garbage science. You knew (laughs) I have to do it. So So, I was, I was, I'm bracing myself. I was, um, I was stalking the internet one evening because I, I sometimes look for things to just kind of spice things up here and there to keep my own self focused during a sexual um, escapade. <laughs> and um, I can't, I think it might have even been the big girls or not the big girls. What, the, what am I talking about? <laughs> the uh, bad girls yeah. Bible. The big girls Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know what that would mean. Um, <laughs> But the Bad Girls Bible, or it might have been a similar, like a similar kind of website where I fell into this rabbit hole. And I'm not a huge Redditor all the time like Ellen and Annette are, but I found myself on Reddit because I heard, I saw the phrase big clit energy and I was like, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> because we heard about big dick energy left, right, and sideways. It's a new thing. Mm-hmm. People, you know, talking about, oh, it's big dick energy. It's small dick energy, whatever. And I always thought it was just ridiculous and kind of funny. But then I saw big clit energy and I'm like, what is this? So I go there and I'm reading like, this. I, I want that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds alluring. On the surface, it sounds like, mm-hmm. what is this? Hmm. And um, so I go there and it's an article about a new movement that has begun on Reddit and just kind of, I think it's starting to spiral out beyond there because even Cosmopolitan did an, an article on it. It's the Grow Your Clit movement. And yeah, yeah I know. Annette, that was the exact what? same face I made when when I I read that those words too. I was just like, what so now? why like, why why would why would one want to grow their clits? Tell us. There's two variations on this story. Um, I can, and do you fertilize it? How do you grow it? <laughs> <laughs> I think fertilizing it is the goal, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, but. <laughs> But you guys are going to hell. I love it. That I've I've already traded some traded Satan for air conditioned seats. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, BCE. Anyway, how do we how do we get the BCE the big clit energy? Well, yeah, that do depends that? on how far you want to go <laughs> because. Oh. 
some of this is like it's involved and it's it's like medical science and and you know it makes some people feel uncomfortable and also there is a little bit of an issue potentially with um with the trans the um trans community because of what it hinges on here so method one is you basically you grab a pump a clit pump and you pump it up yeah 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 they do have them on amazon Mm -hmm. and i would know that because (laughs) oh my god I have oh, one right here. Hell if yeah. anyone wants to go to our oh YouTube <laughs> channel and see this very interesting clip of me bouncing yes. this rubbery tube up and Dude, down, look how floppy that, it is. It look. <laughs> let me put put the rest of it. It looks like you could go scuba diving with that thing. It's this bad, like... is so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. I took, you know, I took one for the team here for science, guys. And I was like, I'm going to fucking try this out so I can talk about it with some degree of certainty. And hell yeah. I, Thank you, I Jen. thought this was going to be something you could stuff in your purse and be like, oh, look how discreet it is. No, it's pumper clit at the coffee shop. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's safer than a lot of the smaller alternatives, too, because there's a pressure gauge on it that you can actually see a safe pressure. Like you don't go too far and cause yourself an injury on literally the most sensitive part of your body. So I'll take That's this smart. Big, chunky, stupid thing. What would you even Amazon to find that? Like, what did you search? I searched the word clit pump. And Mm -hmm. this is, let's see if you can hear the, does it, oh, oh, what's it? It's kind of, oh, it's stuck a little. There we go. Oh, can you hear it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> it comes with attachments. This is not all there is to it. You don't have to, you know, shove this up anything's little hose. Basically, for the people who can't see this right now, it's this little, this well, really big tri- plastic trigger system with a floppy rubber hose connected to it and a little plastic tip um, that comes out to almost a point and a pressure gauge that looks like scuba gear. It it really does look like scuba gear, and we have these fun little attachments that go on the end of it for those who are listening <laughs> these things look like nipple suckers basically if you've been on a lot of I was going to ask if you can use it on nipples you Ooh. can you oh. you could why would you want what? in fact they have a set of these <gasps> that you can buy Just extra that are nipple Maddie, suckers watch and learn. Yeah. <laughs> really and you okay, put so them they... on the yeah yep yeah so you just there you go. um why? Because some people like to have their nipples <laughs> stimulated when their clit is being stimulated. It helps them. Yeah. I'm one yeah. of those people, if you couldn't guess. I am too. <laughs> but I like, I, like, yeah. I like a little nipple play. Yep, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of these is just slightly oh, bigger so than the other. Cute. One of them I can fit my pinky finger down. And that's about the width that it is. And the other one is more like a middle finger or index finger width. Um, and those would be like the two smallest settings that you could have. And then there is a third. Look oh. at this. <laughs> oh. This thing is oh, bigger than my thumb. Boy. It's like, like. That works on dicks. It's like. Right? It, that's well, huge. it would have to, it would technically, the, it would have to work on a micro penis, to be honest. Oh. Um, oh because maybe it looks bigger on camera. It. It might. <laughs> um, she said. It might. She said. Um, no, this this setup is actually um, a setup that um, I didn't know what size to get and what would be comfortable for me um, because, you know, bodies come in all shapes and sizes and some clits are just bigger than others. And, you know, that's why this whole movement was born about growing your own clit. And, um, you know, some people wanted bigger, more luscious clits. I just so, keep picturing like I, I keep picturing a potted plant with a clit growing out of it, you know, like grow your own clit. Water yeah, it, you woo. know, talk to it Water. sometimes, like, oh, I'm so proud Definitely of you. Definitely fertilize so it. Yeah. Um but yeah, this the biggest one for those hey, who are listening. How you doing down there? <laughs> just wants to say hello. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um if grow your own clit right on your windowsill. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But this, yeah, this the biggest attachment here would technically be it either fit like a micro penis or somebody with something called clitoral megaly, which is a Ooh. condition where you have an oversized large uh, clitoris, and that could be from you know a combination of different things. But usually, it's like you know hormonal things or um, maybe like some kind of gender confusion within the body when when you know, when the baby's being made and then they grow up and they have kind of a, what is it? We don't know. Um, so, you know, that can, that can happen. And, um, so there's, you know, a couple different sizes. So, so some people are getting this set and starting on this, you know, small little size and working all the way up to the big one, (laughs) because (laughs) in addition to doing this, they are also applying androgens and uh testosterone i think it's the same thing that trans uh that trans men would inject normally and they're just putting it directly on their clit is by the sounds of it if i read all of this stuff on reddit correctly this is what it sounds like to me um and yeah so they put it directly on there and then over a period of weeks months and years it ends up creating a much larger clitoris that looks like it's, you know, verging on either clitoromegaly or a micropenis, um, depending on, you know, an anatomy, it could look wildly different. Um, (laughs) but you know, that's, (laughs) and I couldn't, I could, and I also couldn't believe there was a subreddit for this, (laughs) but, um, you know, I was just fascinated. I was like, wow, this is something I had never even considered. Like, does the size of my clitoris, what does it matter? And so I started reading. Well, apparently it can matter because people who oh. have a smaller clitoris might have less sensitivity and people who have a larger clitoris might have a lot more. So oh. uh, there are two, there are two Annette, reasons Annette why Annette people... probably doesn't want to tell us the size of her clitoris, but... <laughs> I didn't even, to be fair, I did not even know what it would mean to have a large or small clitoris because we never talk about that as a culture. We talk about like, you know, guys, they can, you know, what size are they? We have like ranges and and it's broken down sometimes even by like race, which is really kind of silly because I don't even Mm -hmm. think that it... (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't think it matters. Like that aspect probably doesn't matter as much as we want to think it is. It does. But anyway, um, we don't talk about the size of, of clitorises ever. Yeah, not like, really. I literally never before until I saw that subreddit, never considered talking about, Hey, my clitoris, you know, I'm, w- I'm wondering if it's you know, undersized. <laughs> like, I've never, I've what? never measured. I've never taken a ruler and measured it before. You know, right. Like, and, so. and how would you, cause a good, a good amount of it is actually covered up in other tissue. So yeah. like we There's wouldn't no even to be know. able to get an accurate. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the only way you can tell is by comparing yourself to other people or comparing photos of yourself initially to like the end product after you're done with all these hormones. Now I'm kind of in the middle of like an experiment because I'm kind of like, I did not want to go and and try to get these hormones because number one, they're already hard enough to come by for the trans community. And there are some people who feel like, Hey, a whole bunch of cisgender women going in and getting the hormones that we have trouble getting our hands on just because they want a bigger clit. (laughs) Like, you know, outside of their sexual identity, it doesn't sit right with them. And I can kind of like, I can see why I could see why that would create a certain amount of emotional tension for them. Yeah. Um, it makes sense to me. So I don't really want to go down there go down that rabbit hole right now, but also I have, um, a, an endocrine disorder called polycystic ovarian syndrome that makes it so I already have more androgens than normal inside of my 
body and circulating. So that's why I have an amped up sex drive and I want sex more than more than other people, which also ADHD does not help, by the way. So I'm kind of, you know, messed over on two levels there. <laughs> but I'm seeing I'm I'm currently seeing if I use these fun little gadgets enough, will I get big clit energy? I don't Ooh. know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> like, I'm going to see. And you're going to report the, back to us. Mm-hmm. I will report back after. Well, it's going to take a while. So, I mean, oh. you guys will have to, to be long time listeners to figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> find so, out next year. Find out in six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I never considered that that was a possibility, but it kind of makes sense if you think about like biology and how the hormones work in the body. And I'm just like, oh, well, I already have excess hormones. Maybe I wouldn't even need them. You know, like, yeah. Good so point. with enough nice. stimulation, perhaps I will grow a large clit or maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to find out. Okay. Find so out. In, in, in summary, one thing that you can in try summary. is getting a clit pump. <laughs> Getting a clit pump, or if you're a dude, you could get a penis pump. We've heard about these things forever. They've been the butt of so many jokes, but they can help guys just as much as they can help ladies. And I mean, I have to tell you, there are times when I am so distractible that I do have a hard time actually becoming aroused, not mentally, but physically. Mm -hmm. So that would care that would put me in the category of like erectile dysfunction for women. And having something that can help get the blood into the more sensitive areas is really helpful for me because that actually helps me focus on it better, ironically, is what I found. Makes sense. (laughs) Because it's like there and then it's distracting me from everything else. And I'm like, oh, hey there. And, Mm -hmm. And then I can focus and it's wonderful. And it's actually like some of the best sex I've ever had. It's great. That's awesome, (laughs) dude. I'm happy for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for it's thank been you for sharing marvelous. That. Yeah, oh. you're welcome. You know, just mm-hmm. <laughs> my big clit energy and whatever. It's my big clit energy oh, yeah. is now yours. I can see you got energy. big clit energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh I once was given a sex toy from a friend, uh, and it had a clit sucker on it on one side, Ooh. and then you know, a little part that sticks in, so you just kind of like set it down there and it does everything and it broke, but it was marvelous. <laughs> I think I think the the dildo had a really funny name. It was called Tracy's Dog. I don't know why, but oh yeah, my so god, you can probably find it online. It I highly recommend it. Yeah. Do you really not know why it would be named that? <laughs> I don't know. We we we. I mean, oh, no. I talked about it with my friends too. I remember ta- a couple of them got the same one actually, and uh, uh-huh. yeah. Tracy's dog so it's a good one it's not a very powerful suction it doesn't look anything like the thing you have but you know it helps I feel like I know why that's why it's named that way and I don't want to know why it's named that way (laughs) I'm gonna just (laughs) I'm gonna say it has something to do with peanut butter and too much time by yourself (laughs) exactly see that's what I was talking that's animal abuse But yeah, yeah, in in this state it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. But that, just that's get a, yourself that's a dildo. Yeah, get yourself one of the little clit sucking dildos and you'll be fine. Or don't. Or don't. Or, do or whatever don't. you want. Or don't. Yeah. We won't tell you what to do. <laughs> We're just gonna tell you what we yeah. do. Uh, to be honest, I don't like the vibration aspect. Oh, I've never like I used to use vibrators and I felt like they really desensitized me to a terrible degree where I couldn't even come Mm. close to anything sexually being satisfying for me. So I had to stop and stay stopped basically. Yeah. Yeah. I like to use, yeah. I don't, I don't ever use like anything too intense because same, I don't want to become desensitized. Yeah. I don't use sex toys. That's okay. Or you could just not use them. I don't, I I don't use them anymore except for this uh, clit pump now (laughs) that I've got Mm -hmm. hidden under my arm or whatever. I recommend everybody (laughs) get lube. Lube is awesome for everybody. Oh, yeah. P.S. You have to use lube with one of the uh, pumps. No, you don't. You absolutely. Oh, with the pump. You do have to use it with the pump. You You will tear your skin. (laughs) 
you will absolutely <laughs> tear your skin. Ooh. And you don't want to. You don't want no. to. You want this to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lube is great. It is great. Yeah, I don't have any problems in that area either. That's good. It's probably good because of the sensitivity. Because like when you become physically aroused, like women are programmed to just kind of, you know, dump out the natural lube. And and yeah. um, if you don't become physically aroused, you can't get as much of that. So, I mean, I was starting to rely on lube a little bit too much um, because I was really struggling and it was all the ADHD for me, unfortunately. Um, so once I got my medication, I felt like that aspect improved a little bit. And then once I started experimenting with the right strains of marijuana and with the right music and with, you know, now this clit pump, like, Hey, I'm ready. Like I can do this. Man, I can do you got this, it guys. down. I have taken the training wheels off and I'm riding my bicycle like a big girl. That's <laughs> so. right. You're riding it. Yeah, but yeah, so my husband is get just if he listens to this, he's gonna be like, Oh my god, because he's a lot like Annette actually, and like he has so many sensibilities from growing up in the south, and mm, you know, so proper, they're not exactly body positive in the south in the 1970s, so mm -hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, and uh, he's you know, probably I, never listening to this. <laughs> one one quick thing I wanted to mention too was that yeah. after you have kids, everything kind of changes down there too. And so that's kind of when I got hooked on lube is you know uh, yeah. after that. That's an interesting point because I had a C-section. Oh, oh, I wonder if that yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no nothing changed down there for me. <sighs> Personally. Good for you, girl. I don't know if that's everybody's uh, experience, but mm -hmm. uh, for me, I, I, no, nothing changed. I'm, I'm virginal down there. Oh. That <laughs> she technically yeah. had a virgin birth. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we, that would be interesting to know if having a C-section could prevent some, like, some kind of damage that would lead to less sensitivity and the need to use more lube and the need to have more sex toys in your life <laughs> i know i don't pee my pants when i sneeze like my sister so oh yeah you are lucky no mm -hmm. comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> oh god it's just you know what like yeah just uh <laughs> my my second kid had a really big head too Ugh. Both of mine had a re had really big heads, and they were almost the same size. My daughter came out sunny side up, and she um, she was like eight pounds twelve ounces, so they were almost the exact same Ooh. size. And it just one right after the next, and my bladder has never been the same. <laughs> yeah, my kids paved paved their way out. <laughs> wah, wah. <Yep. laughs> mm -hmm. Rip to my pussy. Damn it. Same, same. I feel like it's been my enough pussy years crying now a small that... tear of identifying oh. with yours. Oh god. They did I I remember it with with my second kid I asked them how many stitches and they said, "Oh, we're, we we don't really count. We're, we're not counting." I was like, "What?" Ooh, <laughs> that sounds did like my not first need to know birth. That. Oh, your first. Yeah. Oh dear. But, yeah, I think I just had two stitches yeah. with my first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My first was pretty traumatic because that, I mean, I almost bled to death, first of all. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, um, I had a really yeah. complicated first birth where I, like, literally almost died and had a bunch of stitches. I was hemorrhaging everywhere. Um, so if anybody has reason to have, you know, lasting effects from birth, it's probably me. <laughs> yeah i'd say so and yeah. yet i never put two and two together so you know oh, i'm glad you're here yay me too yeah, me thanks too. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, all right so where it, were we so... we just we just went down anyway, a rabbit hole <laughs> super not even the yes, fun rabbit hole <laughs> um, uh, i know god uh -huh. but anyway so in just to summarize what we've heard here if you've got adhd chances are you might be one of the oh god what is it like basically 
one third to one half of the ADHD crowd that suffers from some kind of sexual dissatisfaction, dysfunction, or whatever disturbance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the and, D's. Um, yeah. And you just like, we have to do what's right for us. That means kind of, you know, bearing our souls to one another making sure we're honest with ourselves and our partners. And, you know, maybe if you're a lady or even if you're not going for the big clit or big, big dick energy, I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, since we turned this into garbage science. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so just be good to yourself and every, and, and yeah. your partner and, you know, I feel like do everyone... what's right. Right. Do what's right for you. I feel like everyone deserves yeah. pleasure. However, they want to experience that. And, you know, if you identify <laughs> as asexual or, you know, you're just not really that interested in sex, don't ever feel like there's something wrong with you. That's just the way you are. You know, maybe you don't need yeah. as much as other people. That's totally fine. But everyone, I feel like everyone should deserve to get what they want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. as long as you're comfortable, you're satisfied. I mean, because like, if you're not satisfied with your sex life, it has been shown that, you know, that does bleed out into the rest of your life. It can make you cranky. It can make you, you know, downright unlikable sometimes if you're cranky enough and tense enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it might contribute to things like depression or anxiety or, you know, just maybe a warped image of who you are as a person. And none of that's necessary. We just have to drop the guilt and the the shame aspect and, and go for the gold, even if it's, you know, if it's by yourself or with one, two, three, or four extra partners, who cares? Just <laughs> Whatever do it. you want. Just do it. Live yeah. your life. Live your best life. Yeah. Get that pleasure. Nike's been telling us forever, just do it. And That's they're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just buy a clip pump. Uh, That's all there is to it. Yeah. Just buy the clip pump. Just buy it. <laughs> just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Anyway, oh I guess God. that's really all we have because now it's devolved into nothing but clip pump jokes and, and you know, whatever. <laughs> so, jokes for days. Yep. In summary, be good to yourself and each other. And if you keep listening, you might get to hear if I have big clit energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay horny, all everyone. Right. Stay horny and also stay satisfied. So That's right. <laughs> Now we'll just leave you with that. Thank you for listening, guys. I know it's been a long one. Hey, but we're glad to have you here for it. And as always, Basel time. Basel time! Basel time!